Did you know there is a great selection of podcasts in the Nerdy Bunch network? Like the Nerdy Bunch, which started it all. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast. Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast. The Uwu Squadcast, and many others. Be sure to visit url.bio forward slash Nerdy Bunch to listen to all the podcasts available. Thank you and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. It's getting to a point where they're making so many of these games. They're they're literally like going to write themselves into a hole of who of who haven't they done? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we're two two maybe three more year, three more years out until we just get Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast where we discuss all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, my right-hand man, my ABXY, Arthur. Arthur, what's kicking, man? Not a bunch. I mean, not looking forward to more done because um got to do a deep clean in the apartment, which sucks. Dang, that is lame. <laughs> it's like when, you, when I'm doing, I have to like listen to music or watch something because of the realization that I'm, do, that I'm what I'm doing. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm done. <laughs> <clears throat> I like half cleaned everything. Fucking, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like 2021. There's like a COVID still happening. If you come over into a friend's house, you come over, you go to, you come over to a apartment where there's two guys living and it's like, okay, clean. And you, and you mentally go, I'm not hanging out with them anymore. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. They clean and there's still two cups in the sink. Nope undateable can't do it (laughs) (laughs) like i'm done i mean if someone if someone in general is is complaining about that in general that's just that's just a whole another issue but (laughs) yeah that's that's me later doing a deep clean of all this shit and like i said i have to not pay attention to what i'm doing or else i'm be like "Ah, that's good (laughs) rather than being like i can i can also mop there do that i'll be like Ah, that's fine. Yeah. So you're doing the old GameStop clean the store. <laughs> yeah. Spot the spot vacuum. When was the last time that was vacuum? Last time there was a spot. When was the last time there was a spot there? I don't know. <laughs> when GTA five come out? Like seven years ago? Yeah, probably like around that time. <laughs> As you know, that's the last time that spot got vacuumed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like GameStop when uh just like kids would, like make a mess or Take a piss or something. Remember, remember that one kid in GameStop? They he, he was like, I got. I don't know if you were working that shift, but I was. Well, okay. I I have a pee story too. I don't know if we. I don't know if it's the same one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you, you share your pee story. I'll share. Mine. Well, mine. Well, mine is a kid pissed himself. Oh. Okay, like it was okay. like a sad kid. It was like a little little boy. I don't know what age he was, but he was in piss himself age. So. Whatever that, whatever number of years that is. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you could tell it was legitimate. Like he was like half crying. Like he was, he like, he was half crying. He's like, I'm going to get these. I'm going to get these from a kid. And you know, they're like, they're like, they're like, you know, cheap DS games, like Fossil Fighters, you know, like off brand Pokemon games. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, you know, Ranger Heroes, stuff like that. And all of a sudden the kid comes up, just, you know, like pokes his mom. He's like half sad. It's like what happened? She's like, he's like what? And then you could tell, like you know, I kind of heard it. I kind of heard it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, this little kid peed himself in the store. 
It's like, uh, I couldn't get mad. I'm just like, I couldn't get mad. It was just more like, <sighs> we have carpet. God damn it. <laughs> See, mine was like kind of insane. It was like, there's a big line and this kid must have been like maybe four years old or something, but he was like, happy. And like the parents was like, oh, wait, wait, we're almost done. And he goes to the front of the store, pulls out his penis and pees right in the, like right in the front. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding I, me? I wasn't there for this, but I definitely remember working with you the next day and you telling me this. It was like ridiculous. Like, so like people that are trying to walk to this, like walk in, they're like, that smell and then people that like got their game and they're about to leave are like uh can someone clean that up before i walk out <laughs> so i had to like get the mop and like like yeah. spray down that was that was crazy and mind you and mind you nine ten nine nine tenths of your shifts you work by yourself so it's like there's people online saying ew it smells so you go to clean it up and you come and you finish cleaning it up and they come back why am i still waiting in line so there's only <laughs> one of me <laughs> and I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely remember you were like either either it was that day or the next day where like you were just stupid eager to tell me that story of a kid that the kid, you know, that just whipped it out and pissed in front of the store. <laughs> I just remember that. You're like, oh, hey Joe, Arthur, Arthur, you won't believe what happened. And I'm like, Drill, knowing what story you're working, I will I will believe what happened. <laughs> Damn kids. Well, uh, with that being said, <laughs> welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast each and every Saturday, discussing all things games. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much on your main podcast platforms. And then be sure to follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, so we'll post uh, video game news and then also updates on episodes for when they release. Uh, mm-hmm. My co-host here, Arthur, he manages the Twitch uh, channel for the Gamers for Life. So be sure to go to Gamers, the number four, Life Pod, P-O-D, uh, like the band P-O-D. Uh, so be sure to go there to uh, follow the channel there. Where we do some streams randomly every now and again. Uh, there is a YouTube channel, Gamers for Life. Uh, also, we'll try to put some stuff on there when I stream. Uh, this is streamed directly to the YouTube channel there. So be sure to do all of that so you don't miss a thing, as mm-hmm. Steven Tyler would say. Um, before we get started, Arthur, uh, it was funny. Um, I was thinking about the, the couple days ago when we were playing with Victor, uh, Gears of War, we're doing the Hive Busters. And- oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> as As all, like, Literally, you're gamers for life. You don't. I think you mentioned like collectively between all three of us, we have you know like you know sixty years of gaming experience. <laughs> yeah. But you you continue just <laughs> yeah. So so I'm playing with Arthur. Yeah, you know, we're in Victor as well. Victor's in Japan, and we're playing this part. And it's been a while since we played Hive Busters because previously we were playing Outriders and Outriders or the demo. It's just very be very specific. Yeah. Play Outriders the demo. Very fun, very quick, you know, as far as like reload, switching weapons, reloading weapons, using your powers, using your powers, burning, dodge rolling. (laughs) Yeah, dodge rolling. Uh, So we're like, oh, yeah, let's switch to high busters. So we switch to high busters and there's this huge boss that we're supposed to fight. And all around it, there's like all of these like creatures or whatever they are. And we died. We must have died like at least 10 times in a row. Uh, no on if you know between the three of us like all of like all of us 
it was bad, dude. I we were, we were close. It was bad. We it was definitely over a dozen. Yeah, it was over a dozen. It was close to twenty, man. Really? It, we almost gave. We almost said, "Fuck it, let's go play Outriders again." Yeah, <laughs> like, it was bad. Because first it was like, first it was kind of like, "Oh man, let's start again." Oh man, and then we kind of were like judging ourselves. We we're like, "Okay, we're better than this." Like, are we just <laughs> like, bad? Because for okay, for me. Okay, like, because all of you, everyone knows when you play one game for like a long time and you play another game, you it definitely takes some time to get back into your groove. Not only for the, the buttons, but the mechanics and the combos and the deeper mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the recoil, there's guns, reload time. So, mind you, it's like, imagine that where you haven't played a game in a while, but now when you get back into it, it's a boss fight. <laughs> 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 and. For me, I forgot how to barrel, how to like roll, how to barrel roll, how to dodge roll. <laughs> After like, it, it took me like five deaths. It took me to, it took me like five deaths to remember how to fuck you roll in, in Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, in terms of recoil, oh my god, one of one of the shotguns was unusable. <laughs> 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 like, because I'm used to I'm used to Outriders where I'm used to Outriders where. The recoil's not too bad, but then I was using was it the overkill in Gears of War? Yeah. Where it's like the first shot's their head, the second shot I'm shooting the moon. <laughs> it was just <laughs> oh dude, between the three of us, man, it we nearly died like twenty fucking times. And reloading was so like t- was so like reloading in-, in gears compared to outriders is so slow. Like I felt like I had a musket. I'm like, <laughs> there's like these creatures yeah. running at me, and I'm slowly reloading my lancer. I'm like, why is this taking so long? And plus, one of the core mechanics in outriders um, is killing people gets you health. Yeah. Uh, not in fucking gears. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. so we go, we go from outriders, you know, having special powers, having special powers, having like flame weapons, freezing weapons, toxic weapons, uh, weapons that when you shoot somebody gives you shield. Cause that's some of the traits you can have in the outriders demo. Yeah. And it feels like gears. Cause I, as we discussed by the makers of people can fly, who is like the beta team in the gears of war games. So I feel similar. Yeah. So when we go to like, a game like that where it's very fast paced very elemental powers and again killing people gives you health <laughs> to <laughs> gears a boss fight <laughs> it dude it took us like 40 minutes it took it almost that one part time wise was we were there for a fucking while dude we almost yeah. gave up. Yeah, we almost. Yeah, we were almost like because I was like, if I die two more times, like I'm done with this. <laughs> and the plus, it didn't help that with with like this new Hypebusters update, like they gave this boss a new insta kill. Mm. So we're like, so when we were like getting a little cocky. We're like, and then one of us died. We're like, okay, that that was definitely. Well, I'm not crazy. That was not a thing before. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it has a new insta kill. It's like, okay, damn, yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But <laughs> I was just gonna say advice: if you jump back into a game after you haven't played it for a while, and you're jumping, you're jumping back into it, and there's a boss fight, grab a beer, man. It's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just It was just so bad, so yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm glad we. I'm glad we. Uh, 
we got it back together, able to, to make it through. But yeah, that was, that was a little, that was a little dim. <laughs> we were joking. We were joking. Like, dude, I'm so glad we're not fucking streaming right now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it just been, it would just been us dying for like 40 minutes. <laughs> we lost all our followers. That was crazy. <laughs> and it, and it was like the stupidest death too. Like, you know, again, for me, I'm, I'm just you're sitting there like, why isn't he reloading? Why isn't he switching guns? I, the buttons were different. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. So speaking of pushing buttons, uh, Microsoft, as you guys know, on Thursday, they had that announcement or that that uh, that broadcast uh, of the Bethesda and then the Microsoft guys all in uh, all in one uh, live stream kind of like area or whatnot. They uh, did a did a live stream on Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, uh, just kind of talking about the Bethesda deal and, and working with Xbox. And then they also said, Oh yeah, by the way, there's going to be a total 20, you know, Bethesda games on available to play for Xbox game pass, which is a uh, freaking sweet. Uh, if I say so myself, and for today's episode, it's going to be a much shorter one than normal, uh, that I presume anyway. Uh, so we're going to jump right into it guys. So, Pretty awesome stuff. I'm going to start here with this uh, summary quote and then go deeper into the games that are specifically added for it. So according to Game Rant, uh, they say here uh, that uh, Xbox Game Pass has been about bringing great uh, great games to players, a big factor in Microsoft's interest in buying Bethesda. Now entries from major franchises like Doom, Elder Scrolls, and Fallout, among others, will be available on the game service. Several of the titles have even uh, been streamlined to mobile devices through the cloud, which is available for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. Xbox mm-hmm. also revealed that several of the Bethesda games will get FPS boosts on the Series X. Although more information will come later for which ones are going to be available specifically. Um, and the great thing here is that there's a couple of games that we were kind of waiting for to finally arrive and uh, what I mean by that is uh, I feel like Fallout 4 was one of the main games where like, man, it'd be really cool if Fallout 4 was on Game Pass. And then choosh! <laughs> Another <laughs> one. Finally <laughs> 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 available here. Uh, you know, and it's funny because like Todd Howard was on the broad stream as well, live stream. Oh, really? I need to, I need to rewatch that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was kind of like, to me, it was kind of like, you know, it's like we're just trying to forget everything that happened with Fallout 76. It's like, yeah, this is such a great opportunity, you know? And and then Phil Spencer was like right next to him, and Phil's probably like, you know, trying to big you up now, but there's no more room to fuck up anymore. <laughs> Phil Spencer sitting back there kind of like Teddy Roosevelt, like speak softly, carry a big stick of like, good you know, good job, Todd. You fucked us up, I'll kill you. <laughs> Like this is a seven point five billion dollar investment. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck up. <laughs> or what? Just don't fuck up, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> we like talking to you. We like seeing you. Don't fuck up. Oh man, exactly, exactly. Uh so just to give a little bit of context on what specifically dropped for Xbox Game Pass, I want to be a little more uh, specific. So when it comes to the Dishonored series here. According to Game Rant, it says uh, from Arcane Studios, Dishonored Definitive Edition and Dishonored 2 will, will come to Xbox Game Pass, uh, which is now available, of course, uh, now that you're listening to this. Players will be able to play through Dishonored and its additional content of Dunwall uh, City Trials, 
the Knife of Dunwall, the Bridgemore Witches, and the Void Walkers Arsenal. Uh, the two uh, action adventure games won multiple accolades, and players will be able to enjoy these games on PC, consoles, or the cloud on mobile devices. Uh, Dishonored games uh, can help keep players entertained. Arcane Studios is working on their next game, Deathloop, uh, which is pretty awesome. One of the big things about this that I really liked is that you know, some of these games have been available for Game Pass, but the big thing for me is that having it available on all slots, you know, on PC, console, and mobile. Because I remember when I first, you know, I got I got uh, attached to, or at first I got introduced to Game Pass, you know, through you, Arthur, playing yeah. Eternal on my mobile device, on my Samsung. Took you, took you long enough. <laughs> yeah 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 several a couple of years right uh yeah. but yeah i'm playing it on the note 4 the, the galaxy note 10 plus uh doom eternal like, holy crap but i realized when i would switch from like okay well what's in the pc catalog or what's in the console catalog it was very there were some different titles there were some different titles i'm like fuck i was like i want to play fight night champion but it's only available on consoles for game pass <laughs> yeah. yeah you know but it's cool for these drops all of these are available on everything uh so for say like uh elder scroll skyrim which you know was available on consoles now available on pc uh it's really cool stuff uh when it comes to the doom the doom games uh continues here it says since the original doom was released in 1993 millions of players have enjoyed the hellish adventures of id software's franchise doom 1 through 3 doom 64 and doom eternal will all become an xbox game pass all entries will be played on pc consoles or or on mobile devices uh and then doom will also contain the episode 4 thy flesh a consumed chapter, which was originally released in 1995 version of the game. Uh, Doom 2 will also contain the Master's Level expansion, which brings 20 additional levels to the game. Uh, originally only released on the N64 console, Doom 64 received a re-release on modern platforms last year. Uh, but just to give an overall consensus, Arthur, I mean, you know, given given the, you know, obviously we were we were we were planning on seeing something like this eventually we just didn't know when right what are yeah. your thoughts what are your thoughts on this <clears throat> i'm super happy about it it's like cuz like i mean, we've talked about this many many times right now what's happening is not a console war right it's not and the reason it's not a console war is cuz they're not making a console war cuz there's too many games coming out that's like coming out for like this generation not next gen um yeah. um so so since there's not a console right now for the next gen, I think it's more of like a gaming publishing war right now of what's the best stuff for this gen. Cause clearly there's on both sides, there's nothing for next gen. Yeah. Um, like nothing major. Um, so this is a huge thing. Again, this is a huge thing for Xbox and PC. Cause I, and the, and the reason I say Xbox and PC is exactly that because you know, for I've, I've been mentioning for years and for years because Xbox is, Xbox is doubling down on <clears throat> put on on like breaking down the wall that yeah. PC is different from Xbox. Yeah. Like they call like they don't like they're calling like Windows. You know what I mean? Like the last couple of threes, even this last one is like they're, they're like releasing for Xbox consoles and Windows and Windows Ten. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, there's a lot of you know because of Game Passes, because a lot of these Game Pass games are cross platform. There's a lot of stuff that you and I are playing while I'm on Xbox and you're on PC. Yeah. So I think Microsoft is doing quite well with this Bethesda deal because Bethesda originated as being a major, if not the one of the biggest players of the PC generation. Mm. 
like Elder Scrolls Morrowind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the original Fallout games, they made the franchise what it is. And then, you know, then Bethesda only blew up even more when it came to console with Fallout uh, 3, Fallout New Vegas, uh, and then, of course, blowing up with, with 4 and Skyrim. So yeah. now having this major PC and console thing be in Bethesda's pocket and something that's that's also worth mentioning is they also mentioned how they didn't confirm what, but they did say that some new titles coming at some new IPs coming out will be Xbox Microsoft exclusives. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I do. I do want to extend on that too. And you made a lot of really good points when it comes to the, the console war, you know, and, and a very smart decision from the Xbox team. And definitely I'm sure Phil Spencer had yeah. a hand in that conversation as well as like you said, as far as, you know, the, Hey, the windows platform needs to be connected to Xbox, you know, because it is a part, it should be a part of the brand. And I think it's really smart, especially because I feel like there is a decent population that have PS5, but they are connected to the Xbox Game Pass because of that value. And I think Microsoft was really smart to see that specifically Xbox division uh, to really double down uh, on that. Now, what I am very curious about, as Phil Spencer did, as you said, mentioned the exclusive titles you know, for the PC and the Xbox, we know that we know the term exclusive has been very different, right? Throughout time. Originally exclusive was exclusive, like brute like force. Dunzo. Exactly. Like brute, brute force on the Xbox back in the day. That was an exclusive wasn't out on anything else. And then yeah. exclusive originated to splinter cell, which was, you know, it was exclusive on Xbox for a while. Eventually it made its way to PlayStation two. And then yeah. more so in today's standards, exclusive was, you know, okay, it's out for thirty days, and now yeah, it'll be out. <laughs> launch, launch, what they call it? Launch exclusive it became a new thing. Right, right. So, my question to you, Arthur, do you when he says exclusive, are we talking about an actual exclusive where it will not come on PlayStation platforms? Yes, I think I think yes because I think yes because again, I think that I this is another opportunity for windows to smartfully so mm. say that exclusive on microsoft no longer means only xbox no longer means only pc it means both that's what i think so to say they'll lose out customers because not it's not on the playstation i think that comes on an asterisk mm. because arguably i think most console owners still have a it still have a decent pc or laptop that can play a handful of games yeah. So I think that when they say exclusive, I think it's Microsoft exclusive. Again, meaning Xbox and PC. So PlayStation console owners might be quote unquote left out, but if you have a but if you have a decent rig, you can still play it on PC. Right. Right. And that's what that's what I think. And <clears throat> sorry again. And I mentioned you know, the whole console war thing. It's really interesting how it's come full circle because the whole joke, um, not not joke, but like the comments during the the last console war of Xbox One and PS Four, mm. um, was that Xbox was was all expensive, you know, like a five hundred dollar console. Fuck that, right? And and now here we are, where um, console wise the prices aren't that different, but you can really game on a game on a budget with uh game, with Game Pass, like yeah. Like, you know, imagine thinking, like, you want to buy all these games. Like, you want to buy Fallout 4. You want to buy the new Doom. You want to buy 
um, Elder Scrolls Online, those are like arguably forty to sixty bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. With Game Pass, you know, Ultimate, fifteen bucks a month. You know, those three games alone. If you play nothing but those three games alone, you get two. You got you, you just got two years of your money's worth. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? That's true. So, I think so. I think that them saying that it will be that some new IPs will be exclusive, it's a smart move. I mean, uh, again, if uh, and who knows these these exclusive IPs, I hope are eventually exclusive for only the new the new new Xbox because mm. that might again make us re- might give us reasons to one get a new console and two have the games look much better. Like if a game like Fall 76, the way it looks, because again, remember Fall 76 is engine, <clears throat> meaning the way it looked, looked the same for fucking Fallout New Vegas on the 360. And that was one of the problems of the fucking game. Like, yeah. why does it look the same from two generations ago? But by having these new exclusives focused on these new better um, gaming cards for BCs, and these new the new new consoles like the new Series X, mm-hmm. that's that's a big opportunity to one make the games look better and actually give us re- reasons one to come over to Xbox or come over to Microsoft from from the Sony, and then give us reasons to buy the new shit, the new consoles. I mean, yeah. So that's that, that's my thing. If they make it exclusive, if they make it exclusive, they have to make it exclusive for the new new consoles. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting case, you say. Uh, you know, and I, I do agree with your. I do agree with your sentiment as far as you know, really, really putting that power into the Series X and and kind of really investing in it. You know, putting your time into the Series X when it comes to the, those games that you're working on. You know, I know they talked about some of these games on Game Pass. The FPS boost is specifically for the for the Series X console, not the S. You know, obviously, um, and, and yeah, I would like to see these exclusives them really doubling down on hey we're gonna really give you know these xbox series x you know owners uh a quality exclusive title you know um i would i would love to see that and i really feel like even though you know we talk about how it isn't a console war and i do agree with you but 90 percent of the time i still i still do feel like it's kind of like okay your move sony you know it's like Yes, you you have the the people that want to invent that if they have a you know if they have a uh, they're probably going to buy your console, but they're going to do the the PC stuff on the Xbox Game Pass. You know, ideally as a company, you know if you're not under a contractual agreement, you know that 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 is money lost in general. But the the bigger the bigger issue for me is the the value that they need they need to give more value into the PlayStation 5 and into the PlayStation 5 titles. You know, it's interesting because I hear a lot of, I've been kind of listening and just kind of seeing headlines for a lot of different video game news shows saying like, oh, Sony knocked it out of the park with the PlayStation Plus. And I'm like, really? Did they? Because I don't think they did. You know, like, I don't really think, I don't really think they're offering enough. You know, like, I don't, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of dumbfounded how a lot of these other, you know, uh, video game sites and, and, and podcasts, they're talking about how, oh, you know, the PlayStation Plus is just on a roll of so many great titles. I'm like, yeah, but half of them, it's like, we already have these titles. They're just nicer upgrades of them. Those click, the clickbait, the clickbait titles, new PlayStation Plus games have Microsoft users worried. No, (laughs) no, they don't. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what are you? I mean, they don't you guys, at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, there is not nearly enough for for people to lean in and uh, really be happy that they have this PlayStation Five that they looked so hard to find. You know, so it's just it's it's kind of weird to me. You know, and there was a couple of games that were pretty interesting that we heard about, like Sifu. Obviously, we talked about this in the past. You know, the the couple, a few episodes ago, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But uh, Sony really needs. I mean, I really hope that they have not necessarily an ace in their sleeve, up their sleeve, but uh, mm. that they have some legitimate titles that some studios are working on. Even though I like a lot of these creative, uh, creative, very artistic style, you know, uh, you know, a type of uh, adventure games. Like I think that is cool, but they really need to start thinking about some heavy duty first party exclusive PlayStation titles. You know, PlayStation five titles. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly my point. PlayStation five titles, you know, they really need to start. They, they need to have those in their Serato, you know, in their, in their library up their sleeve, because, you know, they're, they're just, the more Xbox makes these really brilliant moves, the less like the less likely people want to keep their PlayStation five, just to be, just to be honest. So, yeah, man. I mean, like, it's like, it's like, there's, it's like, Game Pass is somehow both nailing, nailing both the quality and the quantity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was telling, I was telling you, man, when you like when you start diving to Game Pass, it's like holy shit, how many games on Game Pass is fucking crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> and but we're here for it. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even the games. Before we go to the next topic here, even the games that I don't play, like there's games where I'm like, oh, I might come back to that, or I'm not really interested in that. I'm still very impressed with the the offering that they have for Game Pass, you know, and especially the fact that. You know, I don't have an Xbox Series S or X, but like you mentioned before, if you have a decent rig, which I do have a decent PC rig, I'm able to play with you and, you know, Victor and whatnot and do a lot of cross-platform co-op co-op titles, you know, and it's been a really fun experience. You know, it's 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 it's, it's as if I have had the console the entire time. So Damn. they're they're really kicking ass with this shit. And um, yeah, so I, I just I can't I can't praise them enough, you know, for that. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the future. So, yeah the the one the one thing I was going to add to like really double down when I was saying has how I want those exclusives to be for the next gen console. I just really want a Bethesda game to actually look <clears throat> new for the first time in like three generations. <laughs> like you can show me a screenshot of like Fallout Three, New Vegas, mm. arguably Fallout Four look better i'll say arguably fallout 4 looked a little bit better mm. but like 76 and even skyrim like even skyrim enhanced whatever the ledger edition i have on my console i had to download mods to make it look nice like i was streaming and someone's like wow it looks nice on there i remember like 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 the legendary edition looked nicer than they remember now i'm like yeah because i downloaded mods to make it look prettier oh, um wow. so it's like bethesda still still has still has its fan base like me they didn't lose me they didn't lose me from 76 they just disappointed me and yeah. we, we, we want that hope. And if they drop like a new game, like a Bethesda game that their foundation bread and butter of their RBG style, that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Their amazing mechanics and just make it actually look like a proper next gen game. Oh man. Take my fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> like we're like, we're, for example, we're playing outriders. Outriders is arguably a gorgeous fucking game. Yes. <laughs> if, I, yes. If, I, 
if you could give me if you can give me like a new a new elder scrolls or new fallout to look like that oh my god yes please <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of Outriders, that is Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix, they have a uh, spring 2021 presentation here that is supposed to be debuting on March 18th, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and it says here, according to Gamatsu, it says here in quote, uh, Square Enix has announced the debut of Square Enix Presents, a series of shows in, shows in which the company will announce new games, updates and news throughout the year. Uh, the first show, Square Enix Presents 2021, again, premiere March 18th, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Square Enix's official YouTube and Twitch channel, running approximately 40 minutes and include a world premiere of the next game of the Ooh. Life is Strange series, in which uh, will feature a new protagonist uh, wielding a new power. And then it shows here, uh, the show will also feature trailers, gameplay videos, and announcements for the following. So it talks about Outriders. Uh, talks about Balan Wonderworld, which arrives on the 26th of the March, uh, the 25th anniversary. Talking about that for the Tomb Raider, uh, Marvel's Avengers, which they need to immediately get rid of. <laughs> Let it die. Let it die. Let it die, as they say. Uh, the upcoming action shooter, just cause mobile. Okay, uh, new, <laughs> new, some new mobile game announcements from uh, Montreal Studio. And then uh, a few, looking at a few of the whimsical games from Square Enix sister company, uh, Taito. So it says, stay tuned. So, yeah, looking at the lineup, I'm going to watch the Arder stuff, then turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the Life is Strange, I'm excited about because you know me, I've talked about this. I'm a big fan yeah. of the Life is Strange series. It's just like that emo high school, like, problems at home but i have powers i just i just really like that combination <laughs> yeah I, I, I it's not like i don't like life is strange it's just i haven't got into it yet so because i haven't started it i don't have that much love for it yeah again it's not it's not like i hate it just i haven't played it you know what i mean yeah. so it's like so it's like you know they announce a sequel for a game the people that played it are like yay the people that haven't played it are like cool so i'm in <laughs> Cool. Exactly. Like, um, I guess I've heard nothing. You know, you you talk about it a lot. Victor talks about it a lot. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I should, but yeah, there's a lot of games. Of pl- there's a lot of games of playing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just a really nice cinematic experience. There's a lot of really good music in the game that they uh they do a really good job uh you know putting it into the game and like kind of just really creating a really nice cinematic experience. It's not necessarily the smoothest gameplay experience. But uh, after playing the first Life of Strange, I was like, dude, this is awesome. I still need to finish the second one and then also the one with uh, the brothers. So uh, there's still a lot of games I need to go through. But I love that series. So I'm curious to see the next one one they have to announce. But, yeah, I agree with you. After Life of Strange and Outriders, I mean, you know. I'm happy for them, but uh, that's Click. probably all. Yeah, that's probably all. Just, I'll, need to I'll just watch see. like a ten minute. I'll just watch like a ten minute YouTube sum up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> watch Mo, Watch Mojo. Top ten things from the thing. It's like <laughs> cool. Um, exactly. Uh, what I was gonna say uh, from that is they mentioned you know like just cause mobile, and I'm like, it's like Square Enix. <sighs> Square Enix is like this weird publisher that's like, it's like right now he's like if you look at the past two years they're like hitting and missing yeah like Can we talk about that <laughs> like square enix 
Kingdom Hearts 3 was a half letdown mm. in the sense that it was one, the shortest of all the games, and two, some of the worlds didn't need to exist. Like Frozen was just a giant commercial to go buy Frozen. <laughs> Like I told, I told you when you, I told you when you get to the Frozen World, they play the entire song shot for shot from the movie, and I'm like, I want to fucking kill things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like in, in, in other past games, they'll start to sing the song, it'll like you know fade out to black, or like it'll do half of it. Nope, this was like, hey, the song is three and a half minutes, and buckle up, kids. <laughs> um, but then, but but then I was gonna say, but then but then they'll. Then it's like then they'll do the Final Fantasy VII remake, yay! But it's in parts, so eh. Mm. And then the and then the Avengers was like, the Avengers was like, what the fuck, microtransactiony, grinding shit. Mm. Which I th- which is why I think it's because of the failure of <clears throat> the Marvel's Avengers and the cosmetic shit that they announced for outriders no microtransactions back to old school rpg stuff like that that's that's what i think you might be right it's a that's a decent uh prediction there i was gonna say like as far as for for kingdom hearts 3 which was in the making for i mean we we were waiting for kingdom hearts 3 for years right like that was one of the memes as far as like man i hope i live to see to be able to play kingdom hearts 3 you know like that was like a that was like a funny thing like around around the gaming community that it was just like it was just like the Final Fantasy the the tease. Remember, remember, it's like yeah, how long? Like, what was it? Like, how long we got the Kingdom Hearts three tease twenty came out? It's the same thing. We we finally, 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 finally saw that teaser trailer that Final Fantasy seven remake will exist. Yeah. We still have to wait like five more fucking years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I remember, I remember those studios. They're like they didn't want to do it. Like, like they wanted to yeah. work on new stuff and they kind of felt kind of insulted. Like the people were waiting for it, but it's like, guys, they, do you want to fucking make money or not? <laughs> they openly said, I remember like, I remember like, dude, some, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but like Nintendo screenix and like all these Japanese uh, publishers and developers, their PR is fucking hilarious. Like they don't give, they don't give two fucks. Like what I mean by that, like what I mean by that real quick is when the, the, the Nintendo switch drift con was happening Nintendo and you know to a point where now there's finally like lawsuits about it because it's happening so bad. <laughs> what feel the fire would definitely feel the fire was, was Nintendo's PR and social media, media team, social media team legit just tweeting out, No, it's not, that's not happening. You're making it up, fake news. <laughs> but thousands of your cus thousands of your customers are having this, no, they're not. Jeez. And then go back to the Square Enix PR, they openly said like they don't want to make this game. Like this, the Final Fantasy VII remake, like like you're saying, they openly said like they just they didn't want to make it. Yeah. Like hey, like hey, like you know during like whatever questionnaire interview, what do you plan? Do you plan on making Final Fantasy VII remake? No, we we really don't because our team wants to work on other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like they like they don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're like, do you want? To, hey, do you want? Hey, a lot of fans want the remake. We don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it, yeah, it's just to me, it seems like just like a really big letdown when it comes to the Kingdom Hearts three, and then like you said, the Final Fantasy remake, you know, and it's not it's like thirty percent of the game, and they're really doubling down on like the HD remake. It's like, guys, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I feel like they're really worried about kind of like the 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 future of like the the company when it comes to just additional games. 
that are going to be under that publisher. Like it's just really concerning, especially with this whole Marvel Avengers thing. A lot of people are upset about, you know, that game. And then even with them making it more complicated because they said, Oh, it wasn't comprehensive enough, you know? And I'm just like, you guys are, you guys are kind of missing the mark on this stuff. I mean, thank God for outriders, you know, thank God for people can fly. They're, they're, they're really saving their ass. I think they're going to with these next quarter projections. I, I think it's very interesting with outriders that, the I keep saying the beta team, but I'm only just saying that not in terms of importance, just in terms of public acknowledgement. Like when you think Gears of War, you think you you think Epic, that's that Epic and Unreal. That's just because that's how it's advertised. You don't really think about <clears throat> you don't really think about people that can fly. Like for yeah. example, like we, we're playing Outriders, but Outriders, Outriders is also Oodle and remember like these two other teams. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, like it's it's like the movie credits, 21st Century Fox. And all these all these other fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I'm saying is, I think it's really interesting that in, in, in 2020, 2021 that the quote unquote beta team of a Gears of War game is carrying Square Enix on its back. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like what? How, how? You know? And, and and then like historically speaking, you know, you know, Japanese developers, Eastern, you know, developers are, you know, they are a little different. You know what I mean? And you're like, you know, you play a Yakuza game. You're like, this is a fucking game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beating a man with a, ch- I'm beating a grown up baby man with a chicken. Sure. <laughs> um, so again, it just, it just, it, it just is weird and a little concerning that, that this major worldwide known developer and publisher Square Enix is right now for its next big title, just in terms of release date coming out like th- two weeks is being carried by the, the number two developer that's been working on gears of war for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think, I think a lot of this, I think a lot of the future at least this year, maybe and carrying over next year, different terms of release dates. I think outriders and life is strange is going to carry a lot of the weight of screen X on its shoulders right now. I that's agree. what I think. And or if there's a new update from this Tomb Raider, to Tomb Raider series, because I will say, I will say this, the, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider trilogy, they did a really good job with that. They did a mm. really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to play all those again, actually, because they're very, very good. So looking forward to the future for those. So again, hit or, hit or miss. You know what I mean? Again, hit or miss. It's like yeah. miss with miss with Final Fantasy. I think miss with Final Fantasy seven, miss with Kingdom Hearts hit with Tomb Raider and, you know, and things like that. So we're just looking for that consistency that Screen X used to have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, speaking of consistencies, not sure if this is the right uh, segue, but um, when it comes to the Assassin's Creed series, it seems like they're uh, possibly consistently falling in line with what they want their next world to be for everyone to play uh, within the good old animus. Uh, so according to Screen Rant, they say here in quote, although Assassin's Creed Valhalla's only recently let players sail their Viking longboats across the frozen waters of Scandinavia and winding waters of the English Isles, fans are already looking towards the new horizons. Ubisoft has been rumored to be the developed uh, has been uh, rumored to be developing a new installment of Assassin's Creed that will once again be set in vastly different time period and location. One rumor claims that the franchise's next chapter could take place in feudal Japan, much like Ghost of Tsushima. 
Uh, the alleged leak claims that Assassin's Creed could be heading to Japan originated from the anonymous message board 4chan, which, you know, grain of salt. Uh, the poster didn't include any evidence nor cite sources to back up their claims, so these details could be complete conjecture. Still, the Assassin's Creed series has had a long history of leaking development plans before the games are announced. Valhalla's outline was revealed months before Ubisoft announced its release under the codename Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. End quote. I know you, Arthur, you were predicting from previous shows ago as far as them, you know, they may potentially lean towards Japan. Is that still the case for you? Yeah, fuck that fortune rumor. That's my rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I call that shit because I literally, I, we were talking about like, what's the future for, for Ubisoft? And I said, well, that's an easy question. Just think of what famous wartime ports in history they haven't done. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Ghost of Shishima came out. They haven't done samurai. There's gonna be a set. There's gonna be assassin samurai. I fucking called it. Yeah, because <laughs> because again, because it's that's their thing. They're like just throw throw a dart a wall of a famous wartime point in history, and we're gonna do that. Okay, we, we did we, we did Jaleo London for some reason. <laughs> um, they did you know you know they you know the Spartans, the Greeks, and all the Greeks and all that shit with Odyssey, Egypt, you know Valhalla. So I was like, okay, well, who have they done? Samurai. They haven't done samurais. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the shogun. They haven't done shoguns. And right. yeah, so if, if this turns out to be correct, I'm again, I'm fucking calling it because, um, it's getting to a point where they're making so many of these games. They're they're literally like going to write themselves into a hole of who of who <laughs> haven't they done? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we're two, two, maybe three more year, three more years out until we just get Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare <laughs> again, because there's there's only so many points in history you can do. Now historians be like, actually, there's a lot for the rest of us to actually care. No, there's not. Um, <laughs> you well, you've done the Roman. Well, you've done the Greeks, but have they done the, the Athenians? Like, we don't fucking care. <laughs> um um so again it's like all that's left is like you know again like assassin's creed world war ii <laughs> you know what i mean I, again that's you know I, again i'm not only am i calling the samurai thing i'm calling it in like three years man assassin's creed is gonna have some trouble c- keeping their series up or there's or, or finally maybe there's gonna fucking end it mm. i i say that angrily that's mainly at the animus <laughs> like remove the animus from your game and you can pump those games out to the day I die. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you keep putting the, the animus in kill the game, <laughs> let's let it die. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think you make some pretty legitimate points here, especially with, you know, you're talking about, you know, what do they have left three years from now? If they're going to pump out games that consistent and kind of filling every, whole when it comes to you know time you know so i don't know i don't, I mean it's it's so funny to me it's so funny how um they are aware of people not really caring about animus but people caring about playing in those environments yeah so they're still just making money mirror of that aside from the fact that the story that they're trying to put into the game no one really cares about that anymore <laughs> Yeah, the the story like again the I, the last one I played was Assassin's not I didn't play Assassin's Creed three I played the third one remember mm. Assassin's Creed three was not actually the third one it was like the fifth one yeah because there was Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Revelations 
Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or whatever, then Assassin's Creed Two, then Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. Um. So the last one I played was the third game, like the last game with Ezio. Okay. And once they once they got to like time travel aliens hiding the hiding the 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 apple god's apple snake help me uh the 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 adam and eve shenanigans the yeah uh, the apple uh, it had the name it had a name yeah the the what? uh garden of eden or tree well, yeah but yeah well the but like the apple had the apple had the name like and that was the thing that was the ending that was the ending of the third oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. that was in that was ending that was the ending of the third game was a time traveling fucking alien which was apparently that looked apparently looked like an aztec god for some reason <sighs> oh that's something they haven't done they haven't done aztecs so there they go you're welcome ubisoft here's an idea <laughs> pay me <laughs> Write the check to <laughs> PO uh, box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also go by the name Cash. Thanks. Um, so yeah, so like you're in like you know the Renaissance time Italy, and then this Aztec god, this time traveling Aztec god that's actually an alien, is the Apple of Eden. There you go. That's what they called it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They said the Templars hid the Apple of Eden, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And I've never picked up an Ubus- I've never picked up an Assassin's Creed game again. Mm. I've never picked it up. I'm just yeah. like time. Why? Why are there time traveling aliens and all this shit in my Assassin's game? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stab people with my blade. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. <laughs> so I can only imagine what butt fuck of a loophole that the storyline is in now, man. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Well, speaking of, uh, giving, uh, uh, I, I don't know what the segue. I'm just gonna segue to the next story. <laughs> I was just, I'm like, speaking, speaking of butt fuck loopholes, I'm like, where, how are you going to stick this landing? How are you going to stick this landing? You, you, you started the run up, but go speaking ahead. Speaking of loopholes. EA is giving studios better autonomy. <laughs> there you go. And speaking of buttholes, let's talk about EA. <laughs> That's how I would have done it. <laughs> oh, man. So according to Game Rat here, it says, in quote, being in charge of over 6,000 game developers is no small amount of responsibility, but that's exactly where EA's uh, Laura Miel, apologies if I mispronounced your name, ma'am, finds herself these days. As the company's chief studios officer, she's had a lot to say about the challenges of the role the delicate balancing act of assessing company priorities and player feedback over the last few years and her hopes and plans for the future. So to start working at Westwood Studios, creator of the much-loved Command & Conquer series, Miel has had 25 years of experience working with game developers and possesses an appreciation and admiration for the work that they do, according to the interview in IGN's uh, Rebecca Valentine. Uh, a good choice, then, it would seem, as the person who now oversees the running EA's internal development studios and sees yourself as a conduit between those developers, the higher-ups at EA, and even the leases of fans who want to make their opinions known to, uh, end quote. So if EA is, in fact, giving you know these studios better autonomy, I, I most definitely hope so. I've seen a few, you know, there's been a few moves that we've seen that EA's made, right? So, you know, specifically, for example, for Anthem, you know, pulling the plug on that, focusing more 
focusing more on these other titles, you know, like Mass Effect, Dragon Age 4, you know, um, so, and then also EA giving Respawn the green light to work on Titanfall 3. So now it's literally in their court, the ball's in their court, if they want to continue to make the sequel or the third game for Titanfall. So I think, I think they're starting to really concentrate on some of these titles that may have made old school EA people, you know, the, the gamers like us, we remember the golden days of EA and it seems like they're starting to slowly, but surely trying to bring back those days or at least something that's a replica of them. Uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, like Bioware, for example, they're not, they're not, they're not Bioware that we used to know and they never will be. However, I do like the direction that they're slowly but surely going to, at least this part of EA. Obviously, there's many other portions of EA that we don't care about, right? Um, sports. But, EA Sports. Couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. I'm not going to yeah. finish that sentence the way I want to. EA Sports, I don't like you. <laughs> so that's how I'll, I'll keep it pg for that all right <laughs> all right but um yeah so i'm curious i would like to see a jade empire you know and, and i don't even know if if ea still owns that series or not but uh i feel like someone needs to revamp that series because i love jade empire but anyway what are your what are your thoughts as far as ea if if, if it is true i'm going with the word allegedly you know, mm. you can't show me like 10, 15 years of shit and bad decision making, bad corporate decisions. Like, act- I don't mean like bad decisions, like, oops, that was a bad investment. No, I mean like actively just being bad people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then doing all- and just, and just making game, turning gaming help. EA was the forefront that helped make gaming go from a fun experience to just this giant possible fat check. And, a lot of people, including me, haven't forgiven him for that. Mm. Um, and though I, again, I've met, you know, I have seen that game wise, this past maybe like year or two, they have maybe made a little, they have made a little better decisions with microtransactions and just focus on games like the, you know how they brought back the community to Battlefront Two, um, uh, Fallen Order, Squadrons pulling at them and now focusing on uh, Dragon Age 4. <laughs> Game wise those are good, but I haven't forgot the days. I haven't forgot the de- I haven't forgot the days where EA used to buy and bankrupt developers like on a monthly basis. It was so bad. Yeah. It was, like, there's there's the there's there's it's in the it's the list is in the dozens of small um developers that EA has acclimated in. And then fired and bankrupted. Yeah. So, um, so to go from again, and and again, EA hasn't made that many staff changes in the higher ups. So the same people that are in charge when that was happening, or they're still the same pe- people in charge when this is happening. And so again, after like let's just again, that's after that many years of this happening, to hearing this, that main word is allegedly, mm-hmm. and like, if it's true, cool. But I'm not going to hold my breath over. It. I'm going to hold. I'm not going to hold my breath over it. Yeah. And I don't blame you for that either. I think I'm more so cautiously optimistic um, around this. You know, I think, uh, you know, even though the Anthem decision was kind of a kick in the pants, you know, when it comes to the potential that it could have been or just deciding, hey, let's not just get rid of the series. Let's just give it to another another developer and just have them work on it while we work on other stuff. You know, that uh, clearly, 
you know, uh, aside from that, I think, you know, those are good signs as far as like, okay, we need to really buckle down in these games that people remember for years on end that have signified, you know, uh, when it comes to at least from like an RPG adventure status quo, uh, to really focus on them. I think that is a good sign. I do, you know, and then allegedly is always, that's always kind of in the back of gamers' minds, right? Like we're always kind of like, yeah, till we, you know, we actually get the full experience or play it or see a yeah. trailer. We're like, holy shit! So uh, that makes sense there, definitely. It like, uh, like for example, in this article itself, how they quote, they quote the girl from Westwood Studios. Again, EA's last decision, EA's like major big decision when, um, was to make the new, the brand new Command Conquer game a fucking pay to play mobile game. Yeah, and people got outraged over that, and they finally said, "Okay," and they finally said, like a year later, "Okay, well, we're, we'll just remaster everything." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that." <laughs> but it, so, so again, it's like, so again, yes. <clears throat> just what I'm saying is, EA has too much of a track record that if they have a positive thing that we can say about them, it's on a reaction basis. Because we got pissed off, not because they realized they've been. It's not because they realized they made a mistake, not because they want to do it on their own accord, but because we like we forced as as their customers, we we voiced our concerns and pushed them into a corner to fucking do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like so it's not like they they took like on their own. They realized the mistake. No, it was always again these handful of wins were these handful of pluses. I should say again are reactionary based after consumer outrage mm. yeah 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 uh, i couldn't say it better myself makes a lot of sense definitely um so moving on here to the next segment uh when it comes to just uh you know we've been keeping track of borderlands and uh, as far as these these cast members that they keep announcing you know throughout the time uh kind of waiting up to the uh the trailer you know hopefully there is a movie trailer here soon uh, but according to Hollywood reporter Florian Montiano, I uh, hope I pronounced the name correctly, who played Victor Drago in Creed 2, is a uh, in final negotiations to join Eli Ross' high-flying adaptation of the popular video game Borderlands for Liongate. Uh, the boxer-turned-actor will join as A-list call sheet that includes Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jimmy Lee Curtis, Jack Black, and the one and only Ivan's Ariana Greenblatt. And the project that brings life to Gearbox's software in 2K's first-person shooter game, uh, end quote. And you said, Arthur, that he plays one of the, the, the psychos, right, in the game? He's, play, he's playing the psycho. No, he's the main, playing... The main psycho, yeah. Yeah, no, because remember, remember in Borderlands 2, he was, event, he was eventually, via DLC, a player you can be. And now, uh, in Borderlands 3, he's a, ma- he's a major NPC. It has his own um, DLC. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Like for example, uh, Borderlands Two, the Techromancer, forget her name, the robot girl, you know, was a DLC character you can be, and now she has, you know, she was a big part of the one of the DLCs in in the third game. Um, and so yeah, if you got as a side note, if you guys haven't seen the Creed movies with Michael B. Jordan, go watch those. They're very fucking good. good. Yeah, very they're fucking good. good. And if you're picturing, you know, the cycle, it's like, what this guy's huge and buff as shit. Yeah, so is this guy. <laughs> because <laughs> this guy remember this guy is a boxer turned actor yeah. so so in terms of just physical prowess and again the just i don't know just be honest the abs <laughs> because <laughs> this character doesn't wear a shirt yeah. um 
check. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, you know, I think he did really good in that movie. Um, I think he has a chop. I think he has the chops for it. And uh, you know, the the character itself is ve- he's he's physically stoic because the main thing about his character is he'll just, he'll have this, he'll have this inner dialogue with himself of like, Oh my God, I love you. I want to give you roses. Maya, you are this beautiful, pretty angel. And then what comes out is like bones and blood. Like he did, he did (laughs) that. That's his thing. He, he'll have this inner dialogue and just shout random psycho shit at you. Um, but in terms of casting for that type of character, I think that's a good one. Nice, nice. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about Borderlands game. I was playing Borderlands 2 earlier this week, and there's a couple things in the game that I'm curious to see if they're actually going to double down on for the movie. So, like, I'm I'm very early into the Borderlands 2 replaying it, and uh, Sir Hammer, Sir Hammerlock is like, uh, he's like, oh, go kill that, uh, go kill the. Go! I shouldn't be laughing at this, but uh, it says, oh, boner, fa- bo- boner farts. No, it's the uh, oh. the midget riding on the Marauder. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So like, obviously in today's standard, saying midget is very offensive. But like, those characters are everywhere. Morlands oh. too. So part of me is like, I can't see them getting away with that for the movie. You know what I mean? So like, part of me is like, that's why I wanted to play the game. As far as like, okay, how? how crazy is the game? And then how much do you think they're actually going to put within the movie? So I'm just kind of curious, you know, like what are your, I'm trying to think of like crazy things that have been in the game that I'm like, I wonder how they're going to pull that off in the film. Borderlands, Borderlands is Mad Max with a hint of meth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it really is, man. Like, yeah, yeah, that's again, you're saying like, you know, again, in terms of PC language, like midgets. Oh, there's, I'm like, dude. They named one. Of the, they named one of the one of the creatures, one of the species in the game, boner farts. <laughs> There's like a mission where he wants you to go track and observe this animal species behavior, but because like they keep like attacking him, he's like, "Fuck it, I discovered them. I'm calling them boner farts. Why? Because fuck you, you stupid monkeys." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> fuck it, they're boner farts. <laughs> uh, yeah so i'm just i'm just kind of curious as far as like i wonder how much i wonder how far they can go with this you know so it's it's very it's very interesting it's like me playing it and then the parallelism of them casting all these characters and everything so well they have history with that remember there was live action trailers for borderlands 2 with psychos and with psychos and and the and the and little people and you know some actors to play the main characters. Yeah, yeah, but that's different than this cast. Like, yes, that is true, but like to me, it's like even even just from a cultural standpoint, you know, it's very different than the current state of you know sensitivity, you know, today. So that is true. But I'm still just very curious to see. I wouldn't be surprised if they took, you know, took some things out, you know, because like even even when it comes to the new the new Looney Tunes slash or the new like Space Jam ish like uh, uh, movie, Pepe Le Pew is not in the movie. <laughs> they took him out because he was a little too, you know, aggressive with those kisses to that skunk that seemed like she didn't want those kisses. So no, nah, she was a cat. That was the whole thing. She was a cat with the she got was a cat with the paint stripe. 
Yeah, yeah, she didn't want anything from Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> so, she wasn't. She wasn't down for that interspecies love. Yeah, yes, yeah, she wasn't down for that. So, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, more, more to come. Obviously, uh, do we know who's writing the movie? I don't know if we know who's writing it. Do you are you, are you certain? I'm not certain of that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping Anthony Birch is involved because mm-hmm. by far of all the games, Anthony and Anthony Birch wrote Borland. He, Anthony Birch wrote Borlands too. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're bringing him in for this. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. And if they do, just listen to what the man fucking says. <laughs> <laughs> like listen to um, that amongst man. amongst the movie community, I don't know how much like clout he has, but in terms of writing a great game, Borlands two, um was just done so well. Yeah. And again, if they're going to draw the most from a movie, you know, it's going to be that one, of course, because, you know, in terms of characters that don't exist in other games, this one's clearly, I think, based around part two. Yeah. Based yeah. on the cat, based on the casting of like who they're, who they're casting people as this is clearly around the universe of Borderlands too. So I hope they bring in Anthony Birch and I hope they do a, I hope they do a cameo for Ashley Birch. Because she was the voice actress for Tarantino. Oh, okay. And though she's not casted as her, I just hope they involve her in some way. Because he yeah. just because a quick story is he wrote that character for her. Mm. Like when so when Anthony Birch was tasked and given the job to write Borderlands Two, he wrote Tarantino from the ground up for his sister, um, um, Ashley Birch, based on their ongoing web series. Hey, Ash, what you playing? Okay. Which fun fact, if you're if you like gaming videos and you know funny reviews about games, go watch those old school videos. Nice. Hey Ash, nice. what you playing? Because those videos that. is what led to him getting his job at Borderlands 2. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. on yeah. a side note, if you like Borderlands and that type of comedy, hey Ash, what you playing? Nice. Great uh great info there. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, so uh Next segment. Next segment here uh, on the show. I find this really interesting too, and I know we were kind of like patiently waiting to see what's the update here when it comes to fucking Gears of War Six. Uh, and finally, we got a little bit of an update here, uh, inadvertently it seems like. But it, but according to Gaming Bolt, it says here the cold the the coalition is singularly and exclusively responsible for Gears of War, and the studio seems to be hard at work on crafting the future of the franchise. The Vancouver-based developer is currently looking to recruit people in multiple positions across various disciplines. With this job ads page claiming that it intends to create mind-blowing Gears of War games. In quote, uh, multiple things including lead level artist, lead cinematic animator, and senior gameplay technical designer state that the coalition is dedicated quote dedicated to pushing the Gears franchise to new heights, end quote. Meanwhile, the ad for the UI software engineer claims that the developer is looking to quote forge the future of the IP and push the limits of Microsoft's entertainment platforms and devices, end quote. Uh, interestingly enough, the listing for the, for the position of services software engineer states that the studio intends to, quote, redefine the Gears experience through application of modern and cloud service technologies, end quote. And it says here that it's probably going to be a while before we hear anything about, the, about anything official, but what the future looks like for Gears of War is that its developers have suggested that they will continue to incorporate more of some of the biggest changes they introduced in Gears 5, such as open world player choice and branching stories, uh, end quote. So uh, pretty interesting as far as for that information in general, right? So I feel like this tells us one, they're saying games, plural. Yeah, I heard that so, too. That right? Was one of the, 
That was the biggest word I heard. Yeah. Games. So games, plural, they're working on, you know, kind of almost rehashing the Gears of War series for the next generation, which I think is a really big deal. Good. And then also they, and also it said something pushing the limits for Microsoft's entertainment platforms and devices. So hmm. I'm wondering if we're talking about next gen. Am I, are we, are we finally about to eat our own words and be like, Hey, drill, we're, Gears War Six got announced, and I had to spend five hundred fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, because Gears War Six has been Gears War Six, like Halo, I think are the two biggest franchises of Microsoft, bar none. Yeah. And it would be smart of them to uh, have them have Gears War Six for the next gen console and i say that this hardly like on one hand where's my gears of war 6 on the other hand fuck <laughs> i finally get to spend money <laughs> i finally have to spend like 500 bucks on a new console shit <laughs> it's like this is this is what you've been asking for you know yeah exactly <laughs> um one thing that's also interesting is is when they said games you know when you look back at the gears of war franchise i feel like their sub games are like game modes. Mm-hmm. They just turn to a full game. Like Judgment. Gears War Judgment was like a giant horde mode uh. with classes they put into a game. And now look at this new theme, Gears of War Tactics, which is an XCOM skin. That's right. like a new mode they put a whole game into. Um I feel like now I know like diehard, diehard Gears of War fans that like the lore, that like everything about it will buy those. I don't. Um, yeah. I you know I, I want you know, I want my numbered gears, I want my stored gears, I want my cooperative stuff. So, um, so for me, that's what I predict. I predict mm. that they may just you know when they say new games for the breaking technology, da 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 Microsoft. I think Gears of War 6 may actually just be an Xbox Series game in terms of console-wise. I can't speak for PC. And then I think when they say games, I bet that their second game will not be a course. I, I bet their second game won't be Gears of War 7. I think it's going to be another one of those side games that is numbered and that is like a different mode for Gears that they turn into a full game, like Judgment, like Tactics. Uh, that's a, that's a fair point you make. And, uh, I would have to agree with you. That's, that's a fair point. You know, uh, like you said, you know, Gears of War just, just mean the, the main, the main thing that we're all waiting for means all the things around it. So I think you, uh, you're making a lot of sense, you know, so I would have to agree with you there, but at least, you know, they're, you know, really hard at work kind of redefining this and then making it for, you know, the series X, uh, and that, and obviously that, you know, it's like we always say, like they always say, and we always say, you know, software moves hardware, and that is a game that people will go out to buy consoles for. So, um, real quick, one other word to add to this, they said that I think was important is they're looking to rec- is the word recruit. They're looking to recruit people in multiple positions across various disciplines to make this game. What that tells me is, uh, <laughs> one, it's going to be a while. Uh, two, Epic, which of course is their parent company of co- the parent parent company of Coalition, is uh, hey everyone that's working on Fortnite, keep fucking working on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that tells me. Yeah. 
I think I think we talked about it on like our last episode, but that was like I think I called like we were like well, I think we all called it is like people are raising their hands. Now we know raising their hands being Coalition Vancouver. Can we can we make a gears game? And now we know the answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. How many people are you how many publisher how many people are you gonna give us to help me in this game? Um here's a LinkedIn account. <laughs> <laughs> like Here's a here's a LinkedIn account. Go fucking recruit people. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn account zip recruiter. <laughs> as epic as Ep, you know, as epic just you know whips the backs of all the developers. New skins, new new cosmetics. What about gameplay? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, so true, so sad, but so true. But yeah, I'm curious to see what happens here in the future for the Gears of War. So I am I am glad though that they're that they're choosing to continue to have it in the gears five format open world yeah that was a fun campaign yeah very well done very well done i think so i still like i still like how you first made your wrong choice uh you know for the gears of war five you know there's a part of the game of like you have to choose who to save who to kill oh that fucked me up dude (laughs) (laughs) so pissed i was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) and uh vic and i have beat the game previously and the same thing happened to me because the short version is like the wording of who the, the wording is 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 vague. They don't tell you save this person, save that person. They don't tell you kill this person, kill, kill that person. It just says their name. So you think you think you're choosing who you're saving? No, you actually choose who to kill. <laughs> I am so I was like you fucking assholes. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I was like, how are you gonna how are you gonna make me kill? <laughs> And it was just—I think it was just oh extra funny that Victor was playing that character too. Like Victor was playing that character a, as the campaign was going, and it's like drill. I'll be drill. <laughs> like, hey Victor, <laughs> see in hell, bitch. But, <laughs> like, and you save the other guy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. So, <laughs> but that, I'm I'm glad the the definite I think improvements they made to the Gears of War Five campaign only mechanics but in terms of style i'm glad they're gonna keep that for six because that was fun yeah definitely and more shitty steering from drill to come <laughs> fuck you man anyway <laughs> <laughs> hey it's my defense my defense i'm just sitting there as a robot watching both you and victor kill us like a dozen times <laughs> driving okay <laughs> I'm like I'm just, just looking at my phone, like oh, we did it again. Okay, that firestorm was hard. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I forgot. Uh, so, so I, I originally I thought this was going to be a short episode. Uh, little do I know, this is almost the same length as all the other ones. Uh, but the last segment here on the show today, which I found to be interesting, uh, and I think the decent amount to talk about is uh, the direction here that seems to be curated for this uh, Halo TV show that's going to be available for the Paramount Plus. Uh, And it seems like fans are divided over the actor Master Chief's comments when it comes to the show. So it says here in quote by comic book, says a new tweet from Pablo Schreiber, the actor responsible for bringing Master Chief to life for Paramount's Plus new Halo TV show, has Xbox and Halo fans divided. We don't know a great deal amount about the upcoming Halo TV show, which only recently changed uh, hands from Showtime to Paramount. What we do know is that Pablo Schreiber will be playing Master Chief in the adaptation. For those that we don't that, that don't know, Master Chief is in the series protagonist and is a well-defined character. And for many, Steve Downs and his voice are a big apart for what makes Master Chief the character he is. 
That said, responding to a fan excited about seeing uh, Pablo Schreiber's voice acting and impression of Master Chief, Schreiber firmly noted that he doesn't do impressions, more or less confirming that Schreiber and the show are not aiming for a one-to-one replication of the character. He says, in quote, I don't do impressions. I play characters, said Schreiber. Uh, and, and then it continues to say, while everyone knows Master Chief, this show is an opportunity for us all to get to know John. Uh, thank you for your kind words. We're all working incredibly hard to bring something to the screen that everyone uh, can get behind, end quote. Says, for now, it remains to be seen what Schreiber can take the character will be, but the tweet above enough has Halo fans divided, end quote. And, w- and one thing that kind of pisses me off is that I don't know if he understood, like, uh, the fact that he said, I don't do impressions, it's like, fuck you, dude. Like That's your fucking job. Yeah, like, well, part of me is like, like how are you like how are you gonna say that Steve Downs isn't acting as well? Like because he's a voice actor, it doesn't mean he's doing an impression. Like he created like his voice solidified like the the persona of Master Chief. Very similar to uh to Pedro Pascal doing the voice for the Mandalorian. It's like how are you gonna say I don't do impressions? I'm like, you're already kind of creating some some enemies, man, from from these games that I wonder if you've actually played. So this, he's not really creating a really good, uh, you know, uh, reputation for himself right away. But what are your what are your thoughts on this? The second they said Paramount Plus, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting Paramount Plus. Now, if one of my friends says Paramount Plus, you're watching this, text me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not getting Paramount Plus for this. Yeah. And here's the thing: I'm on IMBD right now. Yeah, uh, I forgot who Pablo Pablo Schreiber is. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that did, um, if you saw the movie Upgrade. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, um, Actually, wait. No, no, no. Not Upgrade. I'm sorry. He looks the same. He looks looks the same. Uh, uh, He he actually did a really good movie, Den of of Thieves. Hmm. It was about L.A. Robbers with uh, Ice Cube's son and John Bartler. But if you look him up, you'll be like, oh, that guy. But the okay. fact this guy's like, okay, mind you, Master Chief's one of those few iconic characters that doesn't have a fucking face. <laughs> so to take a character that's mainly known for their voice and who they are and say, I didn't do impressions. Yeah, I'm withdrawing this one. Fuck you. Yeah, like that's insulting, dude. Like that's that's very insulting in my opinion. You know, like, yeah. You're going you're, you're to come into... You know, you're gonna come into you know a franchise and already have that type of attitude. Like, yeah, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Halo's been around. Uh, Halo's been around a lot longer than your acting career. So, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I was a little peeved when I when I read this. And I was like, uh, I'm a little worried about this show now because even the executive producer, he was like, this isn't going to please everyone, but it's going to be a different perspective. And, you know, and, and there is an article talking, you know, kind of about that, what the executive producer was talking about and saying how, you know, the mess the, the Halo games, that a lot of people aren't, you know, that maybe they don't lean too much attention to is that there's a lot of political stuff that goes on in the game. And I'm like, guys, like people don't want to watch the West wing halo edition. <laughs> yeah. When he was, when he was like, there's a lot of political aspects to halo. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
What <laughs> political aspects? There's this badass commander that smokes a cigar and says, get off your ass and shoot that fucking thing. <laughs> like, maybe they're talking about the relationship with the flood, but I'm just like, that's not that's not the reason why Halo is one of the most recognized, like, you know, franchises in video game history, you know? So I'm just, I'm very worried about it's, it's, the direction. It, it's called Halo Combat Evolve, not Halo Democracy Now. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like... Dude, I'm I'm the more the more they the more okay. It's like this reminds me of the guy that talked about the Miles Morales game that got people fucking worried. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just an expansion. Oh, it's just da, 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 da. whoever the f- dude they keep. Okay, it's like you can't mess up like, Halo, dude. Here's, like, what like the here, hell? like exactly not verbatim, but here's a couple quotes from the makers of the show. Mm. It's going to be divisive. It's going to be political. Um, the main actor doesn't do impressions. Like, <laughs> do you want us to watch it? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, if you're if you're already giving us like not a trigger warning but a divisive warning before it's fucking out, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know, I, I, man. I, I'm and as I'm also an also an I don't know how accurate this is, but uh, IMBD says 2022. Uh, nine episodes. Okay. Like, mm. but still, to be like, yeah, it's gonna be divisive. It's gonna be political. I'm, I I heard political. I'm like, did I, was there a Halo game I didn't fucking play? <laughs> <laughs> like, here's here's how here's how political here's how political it gets. Master Chief, don't do that. Fuck you. I'm awesome. Deuces. And then he. <laughs> <laughs> that's how political it gets the only political thing in the game is master chief is really good at disobeying orders <laughs> hey cortana's like dying because she's a computer program and they're not meant to live this long fuck you she's thick though let's save her oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <That> will, <Yeah. laughs> like that's it that's like that's the most political it gets is is master chief disobeying an order and saving the human race that's all we do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Because I'm like, Star Wars is more political than Halo. You know, like Star Wars has a lot of like politics in it when it comes to like the different, you know, the yeah. different worlds and like the, you know, the, yeah. So it's, I, I don't know, I don't know what the hell is going on, and I'm we're very worried. You, you, you called it. I'm getting the same vibes from like Empire Strikes Back. To, um, Empire Strikes Back to talking about the Trade Republic and trade routes and democracy of the Senate. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm like watching. I'm like watching like fucking the fucking future C-SPAN. <laughs> where are the lightsabers? Where are the more my pew pews? No, we have to. What we have to watch this vote? Uh, do we? Can you just do tell us it happened? Like, we? like fade to black and be like, yeah, they voted yes. We're going to war. Cool. Just fucking. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm being very like. I'm the more I hear about this show from the people making it, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like first of Showtime, and I'm like, okay, maybe. And then they say Paramount, and I'm like, ugh, fuck. And then <laughs> this actor that's like, yeah, I'll, I don't, I don't, I don't do impressions. I play characters. Cool. Uh, have fun being blind white guy. Have fun playing blind white guys the rest of your career. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah. I mean, all I can say about this is, is I you know I'll have to. I'm gonna watch it, but it's not gonna be on Paramount Plus. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, this is not apples to apples at all. But when he when this guy says he doesn't do impressions, I'm only thinking of the fucking movie The Highlander, where fucking Sean Connery's Scottish ass played a Spanish guy, <laughs> <laughs> and he was Scottish the whole time. <laughs> Hello, yes, I'm Clem Nurse Landon and I'm of England. Aren't you Spanish? Shut up. <laughs> I don't do impressions. <laughs> I, I don't do impressions. I'm Sean Connery. I'm always Scottish. You're playing an alien race from Scotland. <laughs> like, oh, like, maybe if you're Sean Connery, I can pull off the whole not doing accents, but... Oh no, dude! I had to Google who you were. I had to, I had to Google who you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not just me being mean now, but again, I'm getting mad. Like I'm, I'm getting mad. Yeah, as you should, because the gaming community is like, "What are you doing with our beloved franchise?" Oh boy. Well, I had to leave. <laughs> I didn't want to leave this for the end of the show, but God damn it, we're here. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. Now that gaming gaming movies are on track of being entertainable. Don't don't fuck up the street, Kalo. <laughs> uh, on a side note, I won't I won't keep it I won't keep it long. Side note, uh, the monster movie, the monster hunting movie, you can finally watch it. I liked it. Okay. So I th- I think I think Tony Jaw and Melia Yeah. Uh Blodovich is her name is blank mystery syllables in itch is her name is her name last name. Yeah. Um I think they generally I think they generally had fun filming the movie. Like when they're just joshing and shooting the shit, like they're I they're like genuinely laughing. They're like, cool, that takes over. Let's go on. It was a fun movie. Like, if you're a diehard now, I was always this. I've never played a Monster Hunter game. So if you're a diehard Monster Hunter fan, you might not like it as much. But as a movie, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I liked it more than uh those Resident Evil movies. Oh, okay. Well that's just something, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's not a hard bar to pass, but they passed it. <laughs> it it but it would be more normal it would be more notable if they went under it but they didn't so yeah I'd like again uh, I think the first Resident Evil movie was good the rest were shit uh, I like this more than those nice nice well that's it that's that's good enough for me uh, and that is going to be the end here of the show folks for the Gamers for Life podcast each and every Saturday we discuss all things games. Uh, it looks like we gave you guys a full episode here. Me thinking, my dumb ass, thinking that it's going to be a short episode. <laughs> yeah, at one point I thought we we're winding down. And I'm like, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, oh, no, we have a few more topics. <laughs> <laughs> I just think everything we had to talk about, it was very, there was a lot of content that we we're, were discussing around it. But and there you go, guys. You're welcome. Uh, but again, my name is Jarrell Powell and my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.